Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. This is Tracy Harrell, and guess where I'm at this week? We are in Pompano Beach, Florida. Yes, Florida is my hometown, and I'm in Pompano. And I'm closing out writing book number three. And what's super exciting is I met through another divine connection an absolutely amazing woman. We're going to talk a little bit about health and wellness, but we're also going to talk about just life. This woman has had a number of experiences we're going to talk about today. So if you have anything that you're hoping to achieve in your life, hold on to your britches because she's going to, we're going to have a really good conversation today. So can you have, can you introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from and how long have you been married? I am, my name is Ginger Westmoreland. I'm from Pompano Beach, Florida, and I have been married for 57 years. 57 years. <laughs> and and how, how young are you? I'm 82. So let me just tell you what happened today. I was uh, in Pompano, uh, of course, part of the this book that's coming out in December. It's called It's All Bigger Than Me, and I'm doing all the photography myself. So, of course, I'm um, on the beach, near the beach, and I went out to take pictures of the sunrise, and I went out to Pompano, Pompano Beach Pier, and after the pier, I did some fishing. It was absolutely amazing. I took some great, sun, a great shots of the sunrise, and then I saw this very active lady. You were actually out on the pier, too, right. and, and, and she was working out, and she was all fit, and so afterwards, I was like, so... What's your story? <laughs> you look amazing. What is your story? She was actually giving me directions to um, where you could fish, where else I could continue to fish. So we had done some work here at Pompano. They closed down the. Um, the pier's not open yet. It's not officially open. So we were we were in an unofficial preview. Right. <laughs> we were. So we actually got trespassed. <laughs> All of us. How many? About twenty of us on the beach. We actually got asked to leave by the Brown County. But they were, they were very, they were very, very, who knew that it wasn't really open? It was a big sign saying it was open, but you came by and you said, hey, here's another option. Here's where you can go. So for me, just, just the fact that you came proactively to this stranger, to me, right, and, and offered kindness, there was a spark in your eye. You were being helpful. Um, that's what really what this show is all about. It's called It's All Bigger Than Me because it really is about us. Right, it we is. Say we use we use technology, community, and positive psychology to help good people do great things. And it was clear to me just the way you stepped up, smiled on your face, looking all physically fit. Uh, you know, having this experience on the pier, we all were kind of excited about that. We were actually had our exhilarated by the the, right. the police coming too. That was actually kind of funny. But you just you were just so lovely, just helpful. Well, there are so many things in Pompano that I wanted you to be able to see and experience the fishing other places <laughs> when you couldn't do it here. You were so cute. So let's talk about Pompano Beach because what you said about Pompano, it's not the most well-known. We know about Miami yes. Beach. We yes. know about Fort Lauderdale Beach. Um, 
Uh, I love Clearwater Beach, but you made some comments about Pompanos. I wanted to, to give you a chance to talk a little bit to our listening audience about Pompanos. Well, Pompanos was a actually a farming town, and uh, well, why did you say it's the best beach though? The the best beach <laughs> you, because wait, you it, said the best I beach. Did. What was I, the I quote? said it's the best beach from Miami to West Palm Beach. Uh, as far as the beach itself, it's wide. It's not busy, busy, busy all the time. And um, it is just a gorgeous area to walk, to see, to swim. And they, they're they completely, Pompano is completely rebuilding. And they're doing Excuse me. They're doing a really good job. It, it looks amazing. I've actually been so impressed. We're on the beach. For those of you listening on the radio, we're going to post this video. It'll be online so you'll get to see. We're literally sitting on a catamaran. <laughs> <laughs> on the beach. It is gorgeous. I mean, there's breeze. And if you're in Seattle, what's the weather, Mike, in Seattle? Dare I ask? Mike said he doesn't participate in Mike. I'm oh, gosh. But um, what's the weather today? 80-something degrees. Today was... I think it hit. I think it hit ninety. Wow! It was. It was this morning. Was very warm. <laughs> it was lovely. It was so hot in the, the shade. Sun, but the sun's going down, and yeah. now it's cooler. Okay, so we're, so we're going to talk about. We know Pompano's lovely. I actually had brunch at this restaurant called Oceanic. It was also lovely. We'll talk more about that another time. But what I can tell you is, what I decided to do once I saw you looking all health healthy. <laughs> I was like, okay, I've been struggling. I have this, this physical with wellness thing I've been talking about, and I've been putting it on the back burner. And you said you can't do that. You no. got to do something every you day. You have to make I mean, it I'm a like, priority. Oh, you right. did say that. I was like, look, I'm writing. I've written three books in nine months. I'm doing this show. I got this website. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> You're like, yes, and you still need to work out. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So I said, okay, you got to come on the show. Tell me more. Uh, this is a work in progress. So I can't just put it on the back burner. Right. No. Because tell me more. Well, you do it. You just, when you first get up, you stretch, you walk, you move in every direction, and you get, you use your fitness as a, the most positive thing that you can do during the day. Wow. You just do. You just get out and do it, and you feel so much better by the time you finish. If you wait until two hours later, too many excuses. Mm-hmm. I love that. I can tell you, I haven't really had a whole lot of habits. The one thing I've been doing since I left Microsoft in December was, on a, you know, just like I said, the book, the writing. That was, you know, when you know what your purpose is in right. life, I am meant to do this show. I am meant to help to make the world a better place. All right, the books, you know, like I said, I'm writing so much, it's insane. And so I have a practice of prayer and meditation in the morning. And um, I write, I, I, I either bring in information or put out information. So I'm either writing or I'm picking in new information. Um, but I'm not working out. You need to walk or even if it's 15 minutes. I need to add do it, it, do it my after your meditation. Before you start your writing. There you go, people. <laughs> it's official. And I know I've said this on the show a few times. I've had, we have this, this uh, coach that comes on. He's a high-performance coach. And we've talked about weight loss. 
And the truth is, we talked about being intentional. And what I realized, and this is a great part of the book, I said, you know, you can be intentional, mm-hmm. I, but you have to be pay attention. Yes. It's not just about being intentional. I'm intentional once a week when I remember that I'm supposed to be right. doing it, but I'm not intentional every no. day no. in the morning. So if I make it part of the routine, then I'm putting it into practice. It's not like a theoretical intention. It is a practical intention. And you begin to see a result, whether it be you feel better, whether it be you set a routine. And that in itself for me is an accomplishment. Yes. Right? And I was, no. yeah, so basically and, that, yeah. And once you, they say, and I don't know, they say if you do something for three weeks in a row, it will become a routine. Okay, people. So you, you've heard it here first. You heard it here first. Once a week, there, even though I'm going to have other people on the show, even though there are other topics, I feel like because the show is called mm-hmm. Bigger Than Me, right. I have a little bit of controversy because I'm like, I can't be talking about me and my weight loss. Right. Because it's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. But i got to bring that in. So right. I have to intentionally bring in at least five minutes. They're going to end the show yeah. with a five-minute fitness update, right? Even though it's way bigger than me and we got some great people with great stories. Like but this, we all this need bigger. it. We all need it. Right. And so I'll be setting an example, and I'll be asking those listeners to identify one thing that you've been putting on the back burner, too. Let's do this together. One thing that you've been putting on the back burner, whether it's focus on your education, uh, starting a business, are you moving forward with that goal, being a better parent, being a better husband, wife, et cetera, uh, starting a new career, whatever it might be? Let's decide together from this moment on. First thing in the morning, we're going to allocate some period of time, and you decide what it is, and you're going to just make it a habit to move forward on that particular goal yeah. every day. Every day. Not not five times a week? No, every day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> Okay, every day. It's official. So I'm putting myself accountable to the world right now. I'm putting it out there, and I will check in in every show. I won't take more than five minutes because, again, it's way bigger than me. <laughs> but I do think doing this will actually, to your point, it's such an example. Like part of the reason that I'm doing this is I have nieces and nieces yep. that are overweight. Mm-hmm. Right? Many, most, many right. people in America are struggling with their weight. And I'm like, well, if I can do it as much as I love to eat. <laughs> Let's talk about it. At least five five minutes Absolutely. out of an hour. Yeah. There you go. We're going to do it. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way. Now let's talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about, I mean, there's so many fascinating things you shared. So you said you were married for 57 Seven. years. Yes. Many marriages don't work. Right. Longer than five years. Right. So in 57 years, what words of wisdom would you share? What What would you say were some of the things that helped or that you would advise? Number one, compromise. Compromise. Okay, let's talk about that now. Let's peel back the onion. Okay. So you said compromise. I'll, mm-hmm. let, you, I'll let you give well, me your highlights, and then we'll come back and well, take it deeper. basically, I don't care whether it's your daughter, your husband, your sister, your brother. You all have your own ideas. Mm. And... What if you are so stubborn that you cannot give in to what they're wanting? Um, it's, you know, you're hitting a brick wall. So compromise is important. Mm-hmm. Yes, so not just in marriage mm-hmm. and relationships. And right. So you, you said some other things. So well, compromise. I, number one, hopefully you love each other. And um, So you said, 
be loving. Be you have to be loving. You well, have people to don't know what that means. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you. Okay. You great things. Okay. Compromise. Be loving. I mean, there are some people who their parents weren't loving. Maybe they their no, parents were never together. Maybe they've never seen a loving relationship. So I know. I think I'm a little too loving. But, well, <laughs> but what does that mean? Like, be descriptive. What does loving mean? Loving An means caring about what listening to them and caring mm. about what they care about. Mm. It may not be your number one goal. But if you at least are kind, empathetic, um, willing to do what they would like to do and work together. And, uh, I mean, there are a lot of hills and mountains to climb in a marriage <laughs> that long. <laughs> and, uh, but basically, the I think the longer you are together, mm-hmm. the more willing you are to give and to work with them. And it's just, it's very rewarding in the end. Wow. What I love about you, that was not the answer I expected you to say. I love it. (laughs) I I have not been married for 57 years. Right. The fact that you just described loving as listening. Yeah, you have to listen. Being open Mm -hmm. to what the other person wants. Understand, yeah. like we're investing time in what they yeah. want. Miss Ginger, that is genius. <laughs> that is genius. I don't think I'm the best person sometimes. Well, none of us are. <laughs> and and particularly when we have a, a when we're working, when you have this, you come home and you know, and it's hard. It's hard. It's not even with your children. Mm. You don't always stop and listen. And um, it's important. Wow, I love that. So loving, so compromise, be loving. Empathy. Mm, that's a good one. Empathy, uh, kindness. Uh, I don't know what else does that so, say. So can I, okay, so let's probably, so we got compromise, meaning, you know, always going to get right. your way. Uh, loving, meaning listen. Right. And connect. You know, with them and what they want to need. Empathy, be empathetic. So that's kind of somewhat connected. Mm-hmm. Talk about being empathetic. So that's a little deeper. Well, it is. So tell me, tell me more about it, how you how that manifested in a fifty-seven-year relationship. Well, <laughs> not always wanting your way and under trying to understand why mm. what they want is is so important and is. You're having your way more important mm. or not. It's deeper. So basically, mm-hmm. you talk about compromise, which is level one. Realize that there's two people in the relationship. Right. You know, you're going to get a little bit of what you want and what they want. Be loving. Now you're saying, I, I actually want what they want. And I want to hear what well, they want. Well, you may not even really want what they want, but you want to make your marriage work until you're willing to give it a try. And I think as opposed to, you're wrong. (laughs) It's not what I want. I don't like, yeah. Right. So I don't like beef. So my honey is like a clean fruit. Meat fruit. I love the beef. So he never wants to get sand in his shoes or anything like that. But you can imagine 
how many beef chips and how many vacations we had yes. that involved water. Now, did he spend 25 to 45 minutes de-sanding? Oh, yeah. I call him the master yeah. de-sander oh, yeah. afterwards. Oh, yeah. Oh, we could not bring one I... grand of sand, one gravel of sand into the car. I so he, he, are you with me? So he would do what I wanted, but at the end of the day, I sat back and watched him de Master D. Sander, D. Sand everything. And then, yeah. And, so and there was some real compromise there where it, I, it, I yeah. could have been like, let's just go and do sand. And, and nope. but, he, but that wouldn't, you know, how, I don't know how he was brought up. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if he was brought up this way and that was so important to him, and as long as he's willing to clean it up. <laughs> You're right. On that. that was one of our compromises for sure. And then, and then I, I think over probably the last year, I've been a lot more loving. Mm-hmm. I, I realized that I, I was moving so fast. Right. And well, you have to slow down to listen. Well, when you're doing as much as you're doing. That, uh, you know, it's hard. Well, it's hard because it's so important to you what you're doing. You, you're on a, you're on a goal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I realized, like, the people around you, and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just him, to be perfectly honest. I was, I'm actually president of a nonprofit organization, and I'm going to be rebuilding my team. Because I realized I had so much I wanted to accomplish with the mm-hmm. organization. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, can I say crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say that. But, like. Uh, you know, I'm a PMP project manager. Like, right. This is this, how it's going to be, and, and you can't rush people. Well, not only that, you can't just bulldoze. Well, the it's, take, it's taking a stick and breaking it as opposed to bending it. Mm. And you know, it, it, <laughs> if you break it, what have you got? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. So I would have to say, over the last year, I've become a so much better at listening. Mm-hmm. And I think I've talked about the show. I've talked about Deepak Chopra. He has a book called The Seven Laws of Social Success. Mm-hmm. And one of his, his first laws, and I, I read this book like 10 years ago, and I've listened to it probably a hundred, more than a hundred times. It's really good. Uh, law number one was probably the hardest for me because he talks about silence, like the mm-hmm. practice of silence mm-hmm. and just kind of listening to the, you know, the, the, the nature around you, you know, pausing to listen to the universe is many mm-hmm. causes that kind of mm-hmm. tapping into the infinite possibilities of the universe. And then uh, that was the hardest for me. I'm a bit of an extrovert. Well, my husband probably would have said this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I picked the book up at a dentist's office, and that was the page I landed on. And I'm like, I love detox, but silence? Really? And, well. So now I, I practice silence in the morning. That's wonderful. As often as I can. It is my favorite part of the day mm-hmm. now. Oh, that's, that's terrific. No. Like I said, I still I uh, well that's I, I'm I'm not as much of in the silence, and I was from a family of girls, and well, he he was practically an only child, and so he wasn't used to all the chatter. Yeah, your husband. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. What I realized is, and and, and listening to Deepak talking about silence, um, and helping me to listen not only to you know my higher power mm-hmm. and pausing and connecting and compromising. Um, but I also started listening to him a lot more and mm-hmm. realizing, you know, one of Deepak's other laws is around uh, because of the law of detachment. Mm-hmm. So those are my two parties. The rest of them are easy. I'm a natural I think, giver. I think the detachment one is, the is difficult. Detachment. So mm-hmm. basically detaching from the outcome. Mm-hmm. So I, you, you want a thing, 
there could be five other things happening. I kind of want that thing. Right. And it's like, hey, no, 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 no. It kind of connects with the listening and the compromise. Yes, it does. So great that you mentioned those things. Mm-hmm. That's why my brain is kind of connecting yeah. the two. I'm like, uh-huh. So I'm a better person now because mm-hmm. I actually have detached from the outcome, even leading right. a team. Mm-hmm. This is what I want. But if I think what I want is the... Is the end-all, be-all. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. Definitely a problem in a relationship. Problem with leadership, all those things. Even though... I think I was always listening to people. Maybe, no, maybe not. Not definitely not as much as I have. Yeah. I think listening as it relates to the solution, but when it came to execution, right. it was this level of energy and this locomotion that was like mm-hmm. way too fast, often for people. So I'm learning to slow down, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, as you said, be a little bit more empathetic yes. with what people are bringing to the table. Yeah. So what you're identifying as uh, key nuggets. Relationship right, with right. your 57 year marriage. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking each of those and applying them to my life and saying, mm-hmm. you know, that also works yes. Yes. when it comes to just any type of connection well, with other human beings. Particularly when you're working through crisis mm-hmm. and that type of thing. And, you know, it, everybody reacts differently. And yeah. so it, it's hard to, um, because when you're brought up like your husband, you're, when you're brought up completely different, yeah. and um, you say, what? <laughs> and we had a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So we got your keys to your 57-year marriage. One of them was compromise. We talked about being loving. Um, uh, definitely the, the concept of loving kind of includes listening. Mm-hmm. And then you said empathetic. I love it. So empathetic is feeling kind of what they're feeling. You you feel their feelings. You're trying. You're you're trying trying to feel their feelings. You're trying to understand Mm -hmm. and empathize from where they're coming from. So you're hearing it is kind of the 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 first phase. Mm -hmm. Loving, being loving enough to hear what they want. Make sure you are actioning and compromising. But empathetic is that next level. It's kind of feeling Mm -hmm. what they want. I love that. I love it. And then you said be kind. Yes. Also kind the, well, That's like the, a natural trait for you. Well, the kindness is, is just to everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, people people in the world are good for the most part. And if you're kind to them, they generally will be kind to you. You said that earlier, and I thought you were so sweet. And what I loved about what you said, we were talking about, you said you travel extensively. Yes. Tell, tell us a little bit about your travel. Well, I started out, I was an Army brat, (laughs) and so lived around the United States quite a bit, then grew up in, um, well, Massachusetts while my husband, while my father was overseas for four years during the war, Then, um, then I moved to Richmond and then traveled when I met my husband. I worked for the Federal Reserve Board, and we traveled all over the United States. And uh, in, as I said, my daughter, from five weeks to 16 months, had been in 42 states. Wow. So that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of travel. That's a lot wow. of travel. And then we spent eight, <laughs> and eight years overseas. Wow. And yeah. so in underdeveloped countries. And so it, uh, and then back to the States, and then finally, it was his desire for Florida. Yes. It wasn't my desire. 
at Compromise. Time. Compromise. <laughs> I wanted California, and, and my family was, too, part of my family was in California, mm-hmm. but he had set his heart on Florida mm-hmm. all of his life, so. <laughs> and, and it's still for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is, it but is. No earthquake. No, but okay. hurricane, <laughs> been through, and, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was born here. Okay. Orlando, so, well, you know. well, we had a huge one 10 years ago here where it destroyed everything that practically that we had. So. Wow. And Pompano? I was in the apartment. At the... <laughs> yes. Yeah. At the time? Mm-hmm. And... Oh, you got that feedback? Well, we did. That was the first time they never called for it. Oh, so and normally they, they called for it. They thought it was going to be a tropical storm, and it came in from Naples and so it was a combination of hurricane and um, tornadoes. Wow. And so we had millions of dollars worth of damage. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we sat and watched furniture blow out the windows and, yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. While you were in the apartment? Yeah. So. <laughs> and furniture blew out the window? Where not, were you? Not, I, was, I was, well, we went down to a lower floor. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's we, another, but that's we another survived. Show, we, that's another show. We survived. I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You're faster. You have tons of, of stories. <laughs> so when you mentioned all the travel, I said, well, what, what was the place that you loved the most or what you learned the most about travel? And that's when you mentioned that story about kindness. Mm-hmm. Well, I travel 42 states yeah. in less than two years. Yes. But, but I, other countries. I think the other countries and where people don't speak your language mm. and you don't speak theirs and the importance of not being the ugly American that has to have it my way and understanding mm. how hard their life is. And most people are really kind and caring. And so, I mean, they truly are if you give them a chance. And I, I love that. Of all the places you traveled, did you say you were in Vietnam? I was in the war? No, I wasn't in Vietnam. I was oh. in Laos. Laos. And uh, Thailand. During the Vietnam War? During the Vietnam War. So yes. you've seen conflict? Oh, yes. Drama? Oh, yes. Drama? <laughs> yes. You have to say what your husband did? We don't have to move on. Yeah. So... so he was with State Department, we'll put it that way. There you go. And of all the things you've seen, war zones, et cetera, I love that you come out with that, that people are kind. People are kind. And, and it has been a wonderful experience for my children. Mm. And uh, because they are very worldly and very... Mm very giving and kind and thoughtful. I'm very proud of them. I love it. I love it. We talked a little bit about your kids, too. Yeah. We were talking about fitness. So right. You were saying you work out every day. Like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> We've decided, people, I'm not doing it while I'm on vacation, um, but as soon as I get back to Seattle, yeah. as soon as I, because I, I actually have this, the perfect machine in my house. Okay. There's no right. excuses. My garden is gorgeous, so if I try to pray and meditate, you know, there, and then right in my living room, I have this... Um, Half um, recumbent bike, half. Oh, yeah. So, my two favorite machines. 
right there so right. I can climate control and I can get dressed right. and go anywhere. No excuses. So I am committed to doing at least at least fifteen minutes to start. I'm That's probably wonderful. gonna be more than that. No, I no, I would minutes. start I would say don't don't start with some unbelievable exactly. Exactly. I'm just start, building on the hat. Yeah. I'm just building happy. Try it for three weeks. Done deal. Done deal, people. <laughs> this this is it. Like I said, I, one of the books I'm writing is funny because I was writing. Um, anyway, we'll keep we'll keep it both. Uh, I'm focused on fitness, and mm-hmm. when you we were talking about my fitness goals and what I was right. going to do, and you were talking about what you did, and I you were talking about your daughters. You said each of them tell us who they are, what are their names, what do they live, and what do they do for fitness. And these are busy people because right. I was like, you know, so this is the I want you to give people a confirmation of why anyone and everyone can work out a little bit every day. Right. So your daughters are busy. They are very busy. Some high-profile roles and yes. jobs and yes. business. Well, they're doing. They're my, making sense. my oldest one, Donna, is um, you know she does triathlon. Triathlon, yeah, <laughs> and has done very, very well. Which I, I, she's the one that I think <laughs> gave me the inspiration. Nice. I mean, you talk because she has a very busy job, but her, she starts out every morning with her. Priority of fitness. It's no. a priority. It's a priority. You have to do. Yeah. You have to do. Yeah. And then my second one, Renee, is uh, she does horseback riding and rowing, and which is amazing to me. But and you say she's in New York. She's in New York City. <laughs> she's being very intentional yeah. about the <laughs> And you have to exactly. You have to really want to do it (laughs) to go, and it's not like it's right out your door. Exactly. And then my other one, youngest one, Karen, is in Colorado, and she has two younger children, and she is very. She travels a lot for her job, and but she is works out now. She's working out in the gym, and but walks. Her dog <laughs> walks Kona, a, you know, a couple of miles almost every single day, That's and awesome. through the foothills, and it is gorgeous. So that keeps her going, and all the rest of us too. Perfect. I love. It. So we're going to get their contact information at some point. We'll follow up with <laughs> yeah. I just love the fact that you have a family. Yeah. You, got, you all are active. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's one of the things I want to do. I literally want to establish this routine for myself and share with others how easy it can be because so many of us just we aren't being physically fit and i'm December 50th september yeah. 23rd and i'm super excited about that so, um well i think i think the biggest thing mm-hmm. is and and i truly got it from my girl is that if you do the fitness mm-hmm. regardless of how much stress you have that you come away from that feeling so much better. Right. And I do know. I've done all the mm-hmm. research. I know about how the benefits of exercise. Yeah. Right. It it it, 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 move, it elevates your mood. If you're if you're fatigued or tired, it actually gives you energy. It reduces your blood pressure. It reduces stress. It's better than any like I 
It, it's better than any pill. Any, I, was, <laughs> I was just going to say, it's better than any pill you can take. Now, yeah. this is not a show no. telling people don't take your pills. No, that is no, not what we're no, just talking. No, no, we're, no. Just, yeah. we're sharing information. We're elevating expectations. We are yeah. sharing wisdom here. But you need to, if you're on medication, take oh, your medication. Oh, this is, uh, yeah. I'm, so I'm, you know yeah. that if you're generally, for me, I have no major ailments at this point. I think I'm borderline diabetic. Okay. Well, then then the exercise is absolutely. very important to you. Absolutely. And the other thing I decided, I decided to do, uh, as far as my eating is concerned, uh, I'm going to choose, once I get back to Seattle, which is, mm-hmm. um, when I get back to Seattle, I am going to choose wisely, I'm going to choose one, I'll call it splurge meal per week. That's a great idea. Per week. That's a great idea. I do enjoy eating. Yeah. I want to always be right. able to eat whatever right. I want to eat. Just one meal. Like, my honey likes to say, well, every day is at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is true. I can't eat like every day is Christmas. You know, one of the things I'm going to do for the holiday, and you and I are going to mm-hmm. do a, a bi-coastal um, <laughs> protest. Every day is at Christmas, but why can't we act like every day is Christmas? You know, during, during the holidays, People are so loving and kind. Right. They're so empathetic. Right. They will, you know, like, so when Christmas comes, I'm going to start a campaign. Christmas attitude every day. Like, they can eat like it's Christmas every day. That's like, right. That. <laughs> we can act like. We can. It's Christmas. Yes. Yes. Every day. I think I'm even going to keep my, my decorations up for some extended period of time. Like, like just as a, as a like, there's something special about Christmas. There is. Time, right? it, it makes you feel good. It, it you know, it, it and... No, I, I think I think that is true. I think you bring out your party best. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, so kind of going back to what you said about being loving and mm-hmm. kind. I mean, the, the holly comes out, and, well, and the people other, are more loving and more kind during that time of year than any other time. But but you also have to understand yes. because everybody's under a lot of stress at that time, trying to get this done, that done, and the other done. And when you you really have to take a deep breath before you start giving your, you know, oh, I've got to do it my way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me just tell you what we've done for Christmas. I don't okay. know if because we were broke. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not sure. But my family, I mean, at one point when I was growing up, we were, well, I guess I was growing up by that point. Um, and we had nieces, so we had the next third generation of our family. And um, there's so many gifts. Everybody, you know, mm-hmm. everybody was buying everybody or something. We were like, okay, we're just going to buy for the kids. And then it was like, do we really need You know, one gift, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know, make something. Like, like all this right. shenanigans associated with the drama of Christmas. Right. I think we need to rethink that, too. I agree. What really needs to happen during that time except you spend quality time with those you love? That's that's the important part. Decorations yeah. don't have to get a... No, no. Like, I love it. Well, it's like, not... No, it's not I, 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 but it's not a requirement. But, I mean, you, you can do the decorations. Exactly. But but also that... Those build memories, too. The decorations? <laughs> no, it's the getting together the things you did right. as a child. And uh, you your children did as a child. Mm-hmm. You know, and those... Those things are important too. I I I know one year that my mother had decided that oh I'm not going to put up a Christmas tree <laughs> and uh, 
I had come home from traveling, and she, I said, oh, really? And so then the next thing I knew, Christmas Eve, I said, where are you going? And she went out and bought a Christmas tree. And we went, <laughs> she couldn't make it through. Couldn't, couldn't make it through. Make it through. Uh, she says it's just not. Christmas. She says, that, yeah. She says that it's not. That's the same. What it is, it it was just the whole idea of all the memories and all mm. the things, and it was important. I love it. I love that. So now we're going to talk about two different things. Okay. This goes so fast. We're I know. 20 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, we've exchanged information. We're bonded. We've right. officially bonded for life. <laughs> we're going to be, we have so many great things to share. So I want you to share really quickly. You said when your husband passed away, mm-hmm. you've been six for years, he said. Almost six years. And then he's been, he's passed away two years Almost ago. two years. Yeah. So it, it is two years. Yeah. I know some people who have, you know, spouses that they've been with for decades. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it has to be, it's hard. It's hard. You know, and the reason the show is called Bigger Than Me is because it, it can't be my story. It has to be people like you. Yeah. You can provide some words of wisdom to those people. Like, what would you share with someone who is either dealing with a sick husband, let's start there, a sick spouse, sick spouse, or, um, well, six stars is, it's not easy. It is, it is not easy. And, um, friends, support system, so very, lean on your friends. very, right. very important. And, but I will say when things were really, really tough, one of the things that helped me was I got out and walked every single morning. Mm. <laughs> And I love it. You come back and you have a little different outlook on the day, mm, and that, people. and that that truly helped. And uh, then because you're a caregiver, you're and act- pouring into someone else. There's the stress of right of this, this individual. You're feeling their pain. Their- but I did have some help so I could leave him. But um, so you were still working. I was still working at the time. I finally ended up giving up my business. But it, um, and but even when you have a caregiver, several hours a day or whatever, um, getting away and taking a break for whether it's exercise, whether whatever it is, is really important. You can burn out quickly. <laughs> a little self care. Yeah, a little self-care is very important. I love it. I like the sun is setting. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So it's getting Pretty. done. So it's okay, people. Yeah. We, we're still, we're just beautiful. This video is going to be great. Um, our faces aren't as visible, but the best. That's okay. And then the other thing I think is interesting is you talked about after he passed away, how hard that, that was. Yes. When, can you well, that when you've never lived alone for 57 years, it's, uh, it is. That, so for you, that was the thing. You were like, you married him at what age? 24. And it's, and so you, you sit there, I mean, that first year between the paperwork, the adjustments, I mean, family was so, so important to me at that time and my friends. Mm-hmm. And, um, don't, rush into, like they say, don't rush into anything. You're sort of, that first year is sort of going through a fog. Mm. And, uh, but my kids sent me on a trip back to Laos and where we had been, and it was, oh. saw friends that I had not seen in 40 years, oh, and wow. it, it was, you know, 
really rejuvenating. And then starting in the second year, you all of a sudden begin to sort of have a little bit of self-purpose. What am I going to do? What do I want to do? And bit by bit, you start, you know, feeling better. And one of the things that I've just recently started is volunteering. And that is a tremendous thing, too. And so I, I think you have to lean on your friends. I think you have to be supportive of them because we had all gone through that. Mm-hmm. We lost uh, all of We had a whole group that was down here, and each one by one, the husbands were passing away. And, um, and then... The family has been, you know, even though they're not here, but they, they're they on the phone. You know you can count on them, and that's so important. So basically, you would tell someone there's light at the end of the tunnel. There is light, but it comes gradually. All of a sudden, one day, you know, you realize, hey, you know, I, I feel better. And uh, But again, through that. But you're also being intentional. Yeah, you are. Well, you well, you have to sort of find. You were waking up. You were. You have to. Well, to me, the exercise was. Oh, that was. I would say one of the one of the most important. Right. And uh, if you're not exercising and you're going through something tough, a lot. Well, just to get just to get out. Well, if you just get out and walk. Don't don't listen to anything or or do listen to something and but just walk. The amazing thing with walking on the beach in Pompano that I love mm-hmm. is one day you walk down there. There's a wedding going on <laughs> on Sundays. There's yoga on the on the beach and uh, you you watch somebody cook uh, one day for a holiday. Somebody cooking a whole pig for a barbecue <laughs> and uh, you know I mean. People are so interesting. Walk in nature, walk around people. Yeah, and get out and realize there's a whole other world out there besides you. (laughs) Okay, you had a loss. Yeah. Exercise with yourself, but also keep it moving. Right. You got to, you got to, yeah. But don't, but don't push it. I mean, understand, understand that it's not going to happen. You're not going to wake up one day and say, hallelujah, I'm all over it. No. That does not. Slow. You said it's a slow. It's a slow process, and uh, you know. And remember your wonderful memories. Yeah. No, I mean it. it, Pull out the things that you've done, and yeah. And I mean it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, because. Oh, well, sure, it's painful, but it, but on the other hand, um, you know, what would life have been like if I hadn't had that to share mm-hmm. him with? So, You're not thinking about the loss. You're saying, wow, yeah. we had 57 years of yeah. awesome memory. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. No. You're I'm, focusing on, you know, on the show, we talk a lot about being intentional. Mm-hmm. So you, you're being intentional. Also, this concept of positive psychology. Um, oftentimes it's easier said than done. But basically, oh, yeah. you're saying when you're in a negative headspace, focusing on positive things will and help you get through. Trying, yes, exactly. And and call on your call on your friends. Mm. Talk, call on your friends for support. I, love I my friends and neighbors were were terrific. 
Right, right. 
you, like, what, so what advice would you give to someone who's, um, I don't know, struggling? Someone who's, well, you yeah. know, maybe you got a teenager. Uh, <laughs> you're a single parent and they're it's, driving you crazy. It's hard. I, I, um, it's, it's very difficult. And if, if need be, seek help. Oh, I love that. Because we don't have all the answers. Mm. We really do not. Okay. And so maybe by talking, I mean, you can start with friends. Mm-hmm. You can start, they say with a psychologist, you go and just blurt out everything mm-hmm. to your friends. And, <laughs> right. uh, but, but if you can get professional help or mm. if you can, there are many help ideas out there. But truly, um, don't ignore them. Their problems are as important to them. Oh, as don't yours ignore their kids. Their problems. problems. Oh, yes. I love that. So, no. so, so that means first of all, I love I love several things you said. When you said that you, you and your girls are oppressed, yes, that means you were respectful. Oh, uh, yes. You 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 uh, probably used those same traits you talked about. You compromised. You were loving. You were kind. You were empathetic. Right. Try. As they were growing up. So those, you say yeah. those same oh. principles apply. Because I think a lot of times parents are like, "Hey, it's my way or the highway." Oh no, you know, and it's no. like you know, it's, it's, it doesn't seem like that's the right. Because well, number one, mm-hmm. they they're little people, little people <laughs> with big ideas and thoughts, and you mm-hmm. may not always agree with them. Uh, you know, but that doesn't mean they're wrong. Mm. <laughs> so did you hear that <laughs> so parents aren't always right is that what you're yeah, saying? saying that. oh my I'm goodness saying, listen up you people know, particularly with the technology with what's going on and look look for guidance if you don't have it i mean because a lot of this particularly in the changing world we have right now uh-huh. <laughs> also keep up <laughs> or you're going to mm. get left behind. Mm. That's, that's a whole nother conversation right there. <laughs> that is. So, but you, you seem like if you, if you have a relationship with your grown children now, mm-hmm. which I think is beautiful. Yeah. And you're basically saying it's okay to ask for help. That's, that's the case in every situation. Right? So even if you're yeah, in a relationship right. and it's not working, right. again, ask no. for help. If you're feeling depressed, um, you know, and, and as it relates to and, loss of loved ones, find help. I, I think I think support system, whether it be friends, whether it be family, mm-hmm. I think is just incredibly important. And um, it, it's just realize it's a it's a pretty good world we live in. Mm. <laughs> you know, you are so positive. I know it's getting dark on us now. I know. <laughs> we're looking around going, uh-uh. I switched out the video, Mike. So hopefully, I see sound. We're at. Uh, let's Five minutes. Okay. okay. So, um, so I want to conclude. I actually mm-hmm. like to end with this section. This um, section that I call "Surrender and Soar," and it's kind of a, a recap okay. of, of the things we talked about. So, you've been married for fifty-seven years. You've been married for fifty-seven years. You went through a wonderful life traveling the mm-hmm. world with your with your husband and yeah. your kids. And one of the things you said was something you learned about traveling the forties. How many states have you been to all all up? Oh, I've now I I had forty two states by the time, but that was in my, two years. You went to forty two states in two years, in, in two less years. than two years. But that was that was I've done many more. Many, many, many. So you traveled many many states. You you you've been around the world, and the one thing you summarized was people are good. People are. 
people are good. Mm-hmm. Give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Give them a chance. Understand that you're, they may not be doing things your way, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean your way is the correct way. Wow. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I think we can all learn from that. We can. We can. And, and I mean, if, if you try and talk to people, and even even when there's a language barrier, mm-hmm. if you're kind and if you're nice, people will try and and be kind to you. I love it. I love it. And then as related to your relationship mm-hmm. and your 57-year marriage, can mm-hmm. you summarize what you said were important, the concepts of um, compromise? Compromise, empathy, love, being loving, mm-hmm. um, and general kindness. General kindness and, and just hopefully you pick somebody as good as I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is important. Yeah. Pick the right one. That is is. What advice would you give to your girls about picking the right mate? Um, I I truly did not. So they just thought, they probably, I, your yeah. husband set the right example. Well, so he did, that. he did, and they loved their daddy so mm. much. And so, um no, I think that they basically saw we had a good marriage, and, mm-hmm. and it was not a perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. We had our ups and downs, like everybody. But that's important, too. Let's oh, talk yeah. about that real quick. We got how many minutes left? Three minutes? Mike, how many minutes do we have? So let's talk real quick. It's not easy. No, it is not, it's not easy. I mean, let's, let's, no. land on, let's, let's end with that as a process. People, just because she's positive doesn't mean she didn't go through some drama. Oh, no. Just because you let man, or was married for 57 years doesn't mean you didn't have one to kill him a couple times. Oh, <laughs> take him out. <laughs> I'm just saying. Possibly, right? It was some no, arguments. I mean, it was oh, some drama. Very. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, <laughs> he had friends that he had had for years and years and years, and they'd go out boating all day, and you'd they come back and you want to raise it back. <laughs> so, two minutes, Mike. I think you said two minutes. Okay. okay. So, so, but despite all that. But despite all that, you have to look at the overall picture. The overall picture is very good. I love it. So positive psychology yeah. people. I interviewed someone the other day and they said, you know, I said, what if someone, we're, we're on Papano Beach people. <laughs> so I said, you know, what if someone's on your on your on your nerves for ninety seven percent of the time? You know what he said? I said, What if someone what if your spouse is on your nerves for ninety seven percent of the time? What advice would you give? He said, Focus on the three percent. Well, that it also did you make the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right now, people. Okay. So this is Tracy Harrell. I am calling in from Pompano Beach. Say your name again. Ginger Westmoreland. Oh, you're going to hear so much more from Miss Ginger. <laughs> Did you hear that? Married for 57 years, traveled the world, and is the most positive, loving, kind <laughs> woman. Oh, my goodness. What a blessing. You remember how we end the show? It's, it's, say it again. It's bigger than me, baby. <laughs> I love it. It's bigger than us, baby. So this is Tracy Harrell. I will be back to the studio next week, but we're going to hear some more from this beautiful lady. And um, all I can say is, again, my commitment to you is I am going to focus now on fitness, being intentional. I'm going to bring that in five minutes of every show. Um, I'm going to talk about that, and I'm going to ask you to find that one thing that you've been putting to the, on the back burner, and we're all going to do the right thing together. So work on it this week. And come back. We'll have a call in on my show next week. We're going to talk about what we've done. This is Tracy Arell. It's bigger than me, baby. <laughs>